0: Thank you, Brother Hamilton. How many appreciate tonight what you've heard? Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord for that. Let's stand and take our Bibles tonight, if you would. And we invite all of our guests who are here today. If you'll take your Bibles and join us for just a a moment of time here in our evening service. And we have a message of encouragement we want to give you this evening. And I'm thankful. I think the, the context of the message fits very well with what we've heard tonight. Please take your Bibles and turn to 2 Samuel chapter 2. I'd like to ask our members to look around. We have many guests and visitors. I think many came tonight to hear uh, Ron and Shelley uh, tonight and Adam and Megan. And want you to share your Bibles with them. They don't have a Bible and help them find their place. Second Samuel 2. I'd like you to go to verse 18. And we're going to look at a character of the Bible many of you probably have read about. and uh, perhaps, But he's more obscure. He's not one of the more frequent characters that we think about or has ever preached on. And I just want you to see some encouraging thoughts tonight by a character by the name of Asahel. Second Samuel chapter 2 verse 18. By the way, while you're doing that, we want to take a moment to acknowledge some recent graduates we've had in our church, both from the high school and college. Do we have that screen, Brother Kwong? Let's show for our church. I just want to take a moment to acknowledge our recent graduates from high school and college with several of our young people graduate, And we want to take a moment to congratulate them on this occasion as they move on to this next phase of their life. And I want to thank the Lord for Cami Ho and, and Carlos Perez, Jacob Tang, and Andy Yu from graduating from high school. Then we have a number of students who've graduated from college. Vivian Agavar has graduated from college, and Rachel Fong has graduated from college, and Lisa Ho, Camille Mile, Darren Ricocco, Justin Ricocco, and Andrew Shibata. Many of the students here tonight. Let's give them a big hand for graduating. Would you join me tonight, please? Thank God for the great accomplishments of these young people. When you see them, please take a moment to greet them. Let them know that you're, you're happy for them. You rejoice in this great accomplishment. Again, this evening, the, uh, Ron and Shelley and Adam and Megan will be over here both at the photo session area as well as the, the, uh, the uh, table they've assembled. And there's a lot of materials there. I want to encourage you, if you're new to the Patch of Pirate Ministries, or you need to graduate from CDs to, I mean, from cassette tapes to CDs. Maybe you might want to go over to the table there and grab some of those and purchase them from uh, from the Hamiltons. And they're for sale tonight with a number of other materials that will be of help to you. Verse 18, please. Follow as I read. There were three sons of Zariah there. Zariah was David's sister. Joab, Abishai, and Asahel. And Asahel was as light of foot as a wild roe. And Asael pursued after Abner, and in going, he turned not to the right hand, nor to the left, from following Abner. And Abner looked behind him, and he said, Art thou Asahel? And he answered, I am. And Abner said to him, Turn thee aside to thy right hand, or to thy left, and lay thee hold on one of the young men, and take thee his armor." But Asahel will not turn aside from falling of him. And Abner again to Asa said, to, said again to Asahel, Turn thee aside from following me. Wherefore should I smite thee to the ground? How then should I hold up my face to Joab thy brother? How be it, he refused to turn aside. Wherefore Abner with the hinder end of the spear smote him under the fifth rib, that the spear came out behind him. And he fell down there and died in the same place. And it came to pass that as many as came to the place where Asahel fell fell down and died, they stood still. I'll call your attention to a question of verse 20. And that's where the title of the message comes from. Abner looked behind him and he could tell by the sound of the feet, by the running of the man, by the closest as Asahel was catching up with him, that most likely this was one of the sons of Zariah. And he asked the question, Art thou Asahel? And he answered, I am. And I want to preach a message tonight entitled, Art thou Asahel? Father, this evening, I rejoice this tonight with what we've heard. We thank you for the young people, children, that uh, assembled here as our children's choir, that sang along with Brother Hamilton, and many parents tonight who are very thankful And probably beaming with pride, and they should tonight, their children participating in this wonderful choir. Lord, our hearts have been encouraged in many, many ways. We thank you tonight, especially for the song that was just sung, to rejoice in the Lord. Sometimes we look at circumstances and events in our life and we wonder, God, why has this happened to us? And yet, though sometimes our imagination might think it was for evil, we know that it was always meant for good. We're thankful tonight that all things do work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. I pray this evening for just a moment that you bless the Hamiltons and the Morgans as they continue to serve you and propagate, Lord, the gospel of Jesus Christ. And come alongside of local church ministries as ours and, 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 and promoting uh, godly music and music in the home and just having the right, the right spirit in our lives and rejoicing in Christ. We thank you for everyone who's assembled here on this Father's Day, on this hot day that we have. And Lord, to hear your word. And we pray tonight that your word would give us great encouragement. I remind tonight for some who are going through the storm, that there are three words that always calms the storm. Those words are the words Jesus gave to his disciples when he said, peace be still. And tonight we pray for peace and calmness in hearts. That are raging with anxieties and apprehensions and storms. And maybe some of us tonight who just need a word from God. I pray for the anointing of God and the filling of the Spirit tonight. That you help me to encourage our great congregation this evening. And to stir them, Lord, tonight to have a character like that of Asahel. What we'll see this evening. Bless our message tonight and our time together. We thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Last year, if you took any time to watch the Olympics, most likely you did like myself. You... Got to you're looking forward to the field and track events. And one of the men that was listed there that many many uh, had their focus their attention on was a man by the name of Usain Bolt. Usain Bolt is purported to be the fastest man in the world. He's the world's fastest sprinter. He's the only man in the world to break the record and hold the record currently. For the, running the fastest time in both the 100 and 200 meter races. In fact, he's the only man to win both of these events in three consecutive Olympic competitions. He has twice broken the world record for the 200 meter race. In addition to that, to add to this man's accomplishments, he's also been part of the men's uh, four, by one, four men uh, 100 meter relay race. And together, that they hold the world record for that. Purportedly, Usain Bolt is the fastest man alive. 31 years of age, I believe is his age. Six foot five, weighs about two hundred ten or two hundred twenty pounds, and runs very quickly. You know, as people, we are very mesmerized by speed and fastness. men, especially. We want to know how fast a car can go. If you run it to any to any degree, you probably, especially a young person, you want to know how fast does that person run. We like to know about football players who are very fast. How far can? How fast can he sprint a forty yards? And some of us who, Lord, when we uh, get to look at our computers and things nature we like to know how fast is the internet speed we are mesmerized with speed and fastness. tonight we're looking at a man here by the name of asahel who's purported to be the fastest man recorded here in this portion of scripture there asahel is described in verse uh, 18 as being light of foot as a wild roe He was quick and he was fast. I was praying and contemplating some titles for the message tonight. And I was kind of gravitating to lots of different options. For instance, I was thinking about from what we read, maybe the title of the message should have been the quick and the dead. Or maybe the message should have been the title of the message could have been the fast or the furious. Or I thought about maybe I could think about maybe the title of the message should have been slow poke. Amen. Or maybe the mess the title of the message could have been Pokemon, okay? Whatever it may have been, uh, we look at these various things, and we consider tonight that this man, Asahel, was a man who was very quick and very fast. He received the wrong end of the stick, if I might say it that way. And tonight we want to look at this man and be encouraged by this man who's very uh, seldom preached about, and yet his life, because he's recorded in scripture, speaks to us about a man who's very important. Asahel's name means God made. This evening, You and I are God made. Tonight, I want us to focus on that thought about a man who is God made. Would you notice some things about this man, Asahel? Notice, first of all, tonight in verse 18, we see a serving family. In verse 18, it says, There were three sons of Zariah there, Joab and Abishai and Asahel. These three men were cousins to king david the theme in second samuel is the king is come zariah was david's older sister and whatever it may be we're not told much of it but we're all told this that joab abishai and asahel all three of david's cousins joined in the ranks of serving him in fact we'll read later on all three of them are listed as, as among david's mighty men they were a serving family they were men that are marked by soldierly acts devotion and courage i'm excited tonight so as Read this. They served one king. By the way, they served the right king. Amen? They served King David, who's a picture of our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, tonight, and I look at these men, and they served together as siblings. They served together as a family. You know, it's a wonderful thing tonight to serve as a family. Can you hear an amen about that? I mean, we just saw a good example tonight of a serving family, of the Hamilton family. Two generations of servants of God. Actually, three generations, Shelley. When you take account Dr. Garlock and, and your mother. And we think about the Garlocks and the Hamiltons and the Mor- is three generations of a serving family. It's a blessing to see serving families. We saw a bunch of our children up here tonight, and they represent a number of serving families. I'm just saying tonight, it's a good thing when siblings serve together. It's a good thing when husbands and wives serve together. It's a good thing when husbands, wives, and children serve together. It's a wonderful thing. Strong churches are built upon serving families. Now, some here tonight, you're just new to the church, and some you've been here for a long time. I want to encourage everyone tonight that's a part of this church, be a servant family. Serve God together here at Heritage Baptist Church. Get involved. Join me tonight in serving the Lord together. On Saturday, July 15th, we have an opportunity for our church to serve together. On Saturday, July 15th, we're designating that Saturday as Family Sowing Saturday. Now, we have a good number of people that come every Saturday to Soul Winning Outreach, and we're touching our community for the Lord and reaching people for Christ. But I want to encourage you as a family, you come and bring your children. You come with spouses that come. And just set aside the time from 10 a.m. to about 12 noon. And if you can give 30 minutes, you can give 60 minutes, you can give to two hours. Just come and join us and have a wonderful time as we try to reach our community for Christ. And then on Saturday, August 19th, we set aside that Saturday to be a marathon soul winning day now by marathon we've dedicated that whole Saturday to have everyone sign up for time slots to get involved and help us go and reach the area for Jesus Christ I'm praying that that day we'll be able to reach six different cities we have some guests here tonight are from Union City they've been reached through our Union, Union City Bible Study Extension and I'm so thankful for the Gutierrez is taking that on and just working and working and working and we've had some guests here this morning guests here tonight from that we have folks here from the Richmond San Pablo We're part of our extension ministry there and we're just praying on that particular day, we're going to have at least six or seven cities we're going to go after. And what we're going to do is we'll start that morning with light refreshments. And we're going to have a time of prayer. And then we're going to have a team up between 9.30 and 11.30. And then we're going to have a crew here that's going to barbecue. And we're going to want you to come back and and participate in the barbecue. And some of you who can't come in the morning, we're going to have an afternoon shift. The afternoon shift will go from 1 to 3 or 1 to 3.30. We want you to come for the barbecue. We want the barbecue to be the meeting point over some burgers and some dogs and potato salad. You know, all that healthy stuff for you. Amen and you just come for that, and, and we'll have a time, and share some testimonies, and some will get up and say, well, praise the Lord, I got to go sowing with my partner here, and we knocked on 25 doors, and we're just thankful, we gave out 25 tracks, amen, and then some will go out and say, hey, we praise the Lord, we got to knock on 50 doors, and we got to give the gospel to two or three people and some will come up and say, hey, praise the Lord. I met these new people and we've got their kids signed up to ride on one of our buses and someone else will say, hey, praise the Lord. We we went out today and we got to give the gospel to somebody and praise the Lord. Somebody trusted Jesus Christ as their savior. I mean, I want you to be part of that marathon Saturday. That Saturday, August 19th is the week before our missions conference, the Saturday before that. And when the missions conference comes every Saturday, we have the that every every year we have the entire church come for that day is our kickoff. So winning Saturday. To involve 200 to 300 people to get involved and, and just participate and sign up for the next year. I'm just saying today it's a wonderful thing to be a serving family. It's a wonderful thing to serve the Lord together, and we want to do that here through cleaning and maintenance and special projects. And I want to encourage families to sign up together to get involved in serving the Lord. I'm thinking tonight of a, of a couple here this evening, a very faithful couple, and they're a quiet couple. But every Friday they come around here with some other folks, and every Friday they just make it their goal to take on several rooms around the church property maybe from all the morning, they'll come and they'll mop and they'll dust, they'll clean. And they just just it their prodigy. And they're just happy to serve the Lord as a serving couple and a serving family. I want to encourage you tonight. We look at Joab, Abishai, Asael. David was king. They had the right king. He was the only king in their life. They said, we're going to serve our king. And I want to encourage you tonight. Serve our king, Jesus Christ. We see a serving family tonight. But notice secondly about Asael. We see a serving family. But notice the latter part of verse 18. The latter part of verse 18, he was seriously fast. Now, this man was fast. I mean, I think most of us here today, we'd have a hard time catching up with him. The Bible vividly and colorfully describes him as being light afoot as a wild roe. He was incredibly fast. It reminds me of a story of two men who went hiking on Kodiak Island up there in Alaska. And they knew it's kind of rugged and they had all their backpack gear and ready to go. And they were up there on Kodiak Island going on some mountainous treks here in no man's land. And they got up to a hill there and they, they got up there and they were making some noise and talking. And about 75 yards away was a humongous brown bear. How many have you ever seen pictures of the brown bears on Kodiak Island? They are huge. Some of those bears have paws about like this. I mean, they are huge bears. And uh, the bear saw them and the bear took a look at them. He took a swift and he said you don't belong here And the bear started charging He was 75 yards away He started charging One of the hikers dropped his pack- backpack Took out some Nike running shoes Took off his hiking boots And put on his Nike running shoes His partner said The other guy said What are you doing? He said you can't outrun the bear He said no nope, But I'm putting these shoes on So I can outrun you Amen And so you know tonight I'm reminded about being fast About what you do there Alright This man was incredibly fast He was light of foot And quick as a roe. You know, being able to run fast is an important asset in any military or athletic endeavor. The Bible has something to say about you and I being fast to certain things of the Lord. For instance, Christians are told to be quick to hear, slow to speak. As soul winners were told to go out quickly and bring in the poor, the maimed, the halt, and the blind. David said years before, the king's business requireth haste. Uh, sinners need to move with haste to get saved. The Bible says about Zacchaeus that he made haste and came down from the sycamore tree he was at and he came to Jesus. As Christians, we are to run with patience the race that is set before us and the finishers of the faith. At the same time, we must be very careful as sons of God not to be hasty with our feet. Listen very carefully with what the Bible says in Proverbs 19, too. Also that the soul be without knowledge, it is not good. And he that hasteth with his feet sinneth. What that is referring to, and I have a god Morning devotion coming up this week if you're you're receiving that, is talking about, when it's talking about being hasting with your feet, it's talking about being uh, impulsive and negligent and being stubborn in your ways. And he says, he that hasteth with his feet sinneth against the Lord. I'm reminded tonight, we must not be like Jonah, who we heard about tonight, who ran ahead of God and ran away from God. We must be people who run to God and run with God. I'm saying tonight, Asahel was seriously fast. Would you be a Christian Would you be a Christian who's quick to hear and slow to speak? Would you be a Christian tonight that would say the Lord, the king's business requires haste? Would you be a Christian tonight that would come alongside of us as a church as we try to reach our community and the area for Jesus Christ and say, you know what, we're going to go out with haste to reach the, the, the poor, the maimed, the halt, and the blind? Would you be tonight someone who will finish your course by running the race with patience? I'm saying tonight, Asahel was a man who was seriously fast. God made men are fast about the things of the Lord. So we see Asahel was part of a serving family. We see Asahel, who was seriously fast. But notice something else in verse 9 very quickly tonight. Notice in verse 19, Asahel, in verses 19 to 21, he was steadfastly fearless. Abner had been in conflict with Joab and his men. We saw that last week. Abner was being soundly defeated by Joab's men. Abner realized that he was taking a beating. He had many men that lost their lives. And he realized the odds were against him He took off That was kind of typical of Abner He would take off He wasn't there among the battlefield after When Saul and his sons got killed He wasn't there, he took off He was a man who took off As he did so Asahel saw him take off And Asahel was probably the fastest man in all the army He took off after him And Asahel followed him The Bible says he was light as white as, as of foot as a wild roe. And the Bible says in verse 19 Asahel pursued after Abner And in going he turned not to the right and or to the left Now if you read that, verses 19 to 20. 22, it tells us three different times he turned not to the right hand nor to the left and that's basically a phrase of saying he was focused on his goal he was focused on one thing he was going to capture Abner he knew he was fast enough he knew there was a distance between him and Abner but he decided I can make up that difference I can run hard enough and fast enough and I can move faster than Abner I'm 20 years younger than Abner I can get Abner I'm going after him Abner was not a pushover Abner was a warrior Abner served his time on the battlefield Abner had killed some enemies so Abner was not or push pushover, but Abner knew, knew he was losing this particular battle and took off. And so Asahel was fearless. He decided, I'm not going to look to this side and that side. I'm not going to get distracted. I'm not going to let other things sidetrack me. I'm going to focus on my goal and I'm going to go after him. He was fearless. He turned not to the left, or the right. He was a man who, would, who said, I don't care who he is, I'm going after him. Abner was not a man that would back down from a challenge. Neither was Asahel. Asahel was a man who would not back down from a challenge. You see, God made people realize that the battles of life caused all for men who turn not to the left or to the right. Listen, if you're going to live the Christian life for any length of time, if you're going to do anything for God, you've got to determine that you're not going to look to the left or to the right. You're not going to be sidetracked. You're not going to be distracted. You're going to focus on the Lord. You're going to focus on getting the job done. I believe today, as we look at Christianity, today we're facing some of the most difficult times in the, probably in the last 100 to 150 years of Christianity. There's a hostility about what we believe. There's a hostility about what we preach. There's hostility in this pagan culture about what we are, and many Christians are taking the back seat to things, they're being not involved, they're becoming indifferent about things. And I'm just saying tonight, as a church, as a body of Christ, we need to decide today we're going to be steadfastly fearless and pursue the things of God. We're not going to stop, we're not going to retract, we're not going to back off, we're going to keep going forward for Jesus Christ. Listen, churches can change your music because they think that will change the culture. We were not called to let the culture change us, we were called to change the culture. And I'm going remind you tonight, as, as a body of Christ, that if you are a lover of the world, you're an enmity with God. This evening, we are called to change the culture. That means we've got to be fearless. That means we need some students in the school system, the public school system, that will take a stand against evolution. We need some students that will take a stand against humanism. We need some students that will take a stand against immoral living. And I'm saying the same thing on the work side. Listen, you, you put your tracts out there, and you let your coworkers know that you're saved, and you're going to heaven, and you've got a church that can show them how they can get saved. I'm saying tonight, let's be a church that's steadfastly fairness. God made people realize they are called to a battle. We must not turn to the right or to the left. We must be be focused on the things of God. They are men who fight a good fight, keep the faith, and finish your course. Listen tonight. Show me your biggest problem, obstacle, or you avoid, and I will show you what you fear. Asahel was steadfastly fearless. And I encourage you tonight, be fearless in your praying. Hebrews 4.16 Let us therefore come boldly before the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. We saw that this morning. Listen, don't be shy to come to God with prayer. Pray in faith. Ask God to do something great in your life. Don't just resign yourself that it can't be done. Listen, that's what Israel said. They said, can God prepare a table in the wilderness? But I remind you tonight, while they say can God, I tell you tonight, God can. God can do it. God can furnish a table in the wilderness. The same God who opened the Red Sea for Moses. It's the same God that we serve today. I remind you tonight, let's serve God. Let's be fearless in our praying. Number two, be fearless in your soul winning. Ephesians 6:19. Paul, while he was in jail, he started to have second thoughts. And Paul started to have fears. And he was a little fearful about talking to people that were of authority. And Paul asked the believers at Ephesus, and asked for, and, and for me, that utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. Hey, a lot of us like to open our mouth boldly at a Warriors game. And a lot of us like to open our mouth boldly to be critical. And a lot of us like to open our mouth boldly to give a peace of our mind. Hey, how about tonight? Let's open our mouth boldly for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Huh? Let's be fearless in our soul winning. You're not going to win a hostile culture by backing off. Hey, a hostile culture requires heroic Christians to stand forth for Jesus Christ tonight. Let's be fearless in our praying Be fearless in our sowing But notice Be fearless in the exercise of faith And by the way Thank God tonight For churches stepping out by faith On this new building We need to put up there Thank God today As I gave the report this morning At the the, uh, offering time $275,000 has come in already And we're getting very closely To a situation where Maybe several weeks ago It looked like a two story building We'd have to defer the build out On the second floor It's becoming a reality now That it looks like We're going to be able to build out The second floor Amen That's a wonderful thing And I want to encourage you To keep on going But we must be a people of faith, there. God told Moses in Deuteronomy thirty-one six, "Be strong and of a good courage; fear not, nor be afraid of them, for the Lord thy God, He it is that doth go with thee; He will not fail thee nor forsake thee." I'm saying tonight, Asahel was steadfastly fearless. But notice something else. Abner knew it was Asahel because he heard the the sound of his feet. He could hear the panning of his breathing as he was getting closer. And Abner realized ultimately over time, Asahel was going to catch with him because he was light of foot as a wild roe. And he turned around and said, aren't thou Asahel? He remembered it because one, there was a time when the sons of Zariah trained with David and, and, uh, under Abner back there in, in, in 1 Samuel 18. They all trained together. Aren't thou Asahel. He said, I'm, he, I'm the one, I'm the one there. He said, hey, I'm gonna tell you right now, you need to back off, you need to back off. He wouldn't back off. He said, listen, go pay, chase after somebody else and take the reward off their body. Leave me alone. He said, I don't wanna hurt you. He said, if I hurt you, how am I gonna face your brother Joy? I don't wanna to to deal with your brother Joy. That's a confrontation I don't wanna have. He, but he just, he didn't focus on that. He didn't dialogue with him. He didn't argue with him. He didn't debate with him. He just kept on running, kept on running, kept on running. And notice something else here. We get down here to verses 20 to 23, 23 especially. Notice we see a shocking fatality. Not like when you get to 20, before you get to verse 23, we got Asa. He's the hero in the story, man. Man, he's running after this guy. And you might say he was a little braggadocious. And you might say he was a little bit proud. Some people think he was very proud about what he was doing. And he was trying to do this to to put his name on the marquee. I'm not really sure. The Bible doesn't really suggest that. But I will tell you this, that he was filled with a, a courage and saying, well, somebody's got to go after this guy. Somebody's got to take him down there. And notice as we read verse 23, how be it? He refused to turn aside. Wherefore Abner with the hinder end of the spear smote him under the fifth rib that the spear came out behind him. Now I want you to imagine me what's going on here. Here's here's Abner. He's running. He's trying to run away from him, and he's envisioning. His, he's thinking through in his mind. Okay, I've got Asael behind me, and uh, he's eventually going to catch up. So he's thinking in his mind as he's talking to him. He, you know, turn to your left hand. Turn to your right. Don't follow me. You go go away, or else I'm going to hurt you. And he's thinking. got I've got the spear in my hand, and he's thinking of well, maybe one or two moves he's going to execute to turn around and surprise Asael because he knew Asael was running very. Fast and very hard. And as Asael was getting up closer, Abner was counting the steps and thinking, when he gets about so close, I'm going to turn around within within the end of my spear, close enough where I'll hit him on the first thrust. And Asael didn't see it coming. Asael was getting very very close, maybe about from here to right there. As he did so, maybe Abner turned around and he just came in under like that and he speared him. As he speared him, the spear went right under his right under his fifth rib, went right through him, as the Bible says here. And notice what verse 23 says: it went through him. He smote him with the, under the fifth. Rib, that the spear came out before him, and he, that is Asael, fell down there and died in the same place. And it came to pass that as many as came to the place where Asael fell down died and stood still. Now he received his warnings. He was told three times. He was warned two times in verses 21 and 22. But we're told in verse 22, Asael would not turn aside from following him. Verse 23, he refused to turn aside. And then the spear was thrust in. He never saw, it. he just kept running. And literally, as, as Adner put it out, literally, Asael just ran right. Into the spear. He thrust into the spear on his own speed, on his own inertia. And the Bible says he fell down and died there. And notice in verse 23, as we read that, it says, Many came to the place where Asahel fell and died, and they stood still. Now, don't you imagine with me just, well, there are other people that are falling after Asahel. Asahel is thrust through with the spear. He falls to the ground. He's bleeding out. He's mortally wounded. He dies. There's nothing anyone can do for him. And all these people come. And the Bible says that they stood still. His fatality sent shockwaves throughout the nation that the fastest man in the army just got thrust through with a spear. On one hand... Someone could say he did not heed the warnings and ran full speed to his death. May I say tonight, don't let disobedience place you on the receiving end of a spear. May I say tonight, don't let stubbornness be your demise. May I say tonight, don't let pride impale you and leave you bleeding out on the ground. On the other hand, we must consider that he was so fixed on the goal of capturing Abner, he was willing to put his life on the line even to the point of sacrificing himself if that's what it meant to get the goal done Asahel gave his life for a worthy goal He was serving his king He decided that if it meant my life would have to go down I would give my life for my king Asahel did not let the words of the enemy discourage him Many of us will hear the devil whispering Don't go to church Don't do this Don't do that Don't get involved You need some balance in your life You're doing too much By the way, I, I don't read anywhere in the Bible Where you can have too much of God Right? Now you don't, you don't read that in the Bible. In fact, if anything, we need more of God. We need more of the Lord. And so, Asael, you might fault him that maybe he was out of balance, or whatever, there, but I'm going to say tonight Asael did not let the words of the enemy discourage him. And I like this Asael said as he kept running, I would not quit. I, I was not made to quit serving the Lord. He was a God made man. He was made, he was prepared for that moment. I was not made to quit. And by the way, let me say tonight for every Christian here today, especially a lot of our members who have been here for many years and you're involved in ministries and serving the Lord, God didn't make you to quit either. God made you to keep on going. Amen. God made you to keep on being encouragement, to be a blessing to others and encourage others to your example. Asahel attained celebrity fame in the army of David. He's listed in 2 Samuel 23 among the 30. And I think he's listed among the 30 because of this one deed that's recorded here. Because he ran and he pursued, and he would not let the words of the enemy or the spirit of the enemy deter him. He did not let let, let death deter him. He decided he would go ahead. Yes, it's a shocking fatality, but many got aside there, and they looked at the situation, and they said, Wow, we can't believe that his life ended. So quickly there. May I remind you tonight God made men are not afraid of making sacrifices. One more thought, and we're done tonight. We see Asahel, who's part of a serving family. We see Asahel, who was seriously fast. And we see Asahel who was steadfastly fearless. And we see Asahel who had a shocking fatality as we close tonight. Would you notice one other thing? Notice Asahel in a sobering fact. What stands out in this passage, next to his death, is the question that Abner asked in verse twenty: "Art thou Asahel? Are you God made? Are you God's son? Are you are you here for this moment of time?" And Asahel, without any question and or any quivering in his mind, he said, "I am." His name means God made. Tonight, as we close, I remind us this evening. We are God made. We were made to serve the Lord. We were made to praise God. We were made to glorify the Lord. Thank God tonight for a godly family that's glorifying God through their voices and through their talents and their music. Who've trained professionally so they can be a blessing to the people of God. You were not made to fulfill your own self agenda. And you were not made to do what you want to do to get your life done. You were made to honor God. You were made in the image of God. God made people... Are made to serve Him. Philippians 2.13. It is God which worketh in you. Both to will and to do of His good pleasure. Philippians 1.6 says. He who has begun a good work in you. Will continue to perform it to the day of Christ. You know what I like about that? All of us are work in progress. God is working all of our lives. And there is different... There's different statuses of Christians here today, but I want to tell you today, wherever you're at, God takes you and me just like you are. He's a Father who pities His children. He's a God who invites you to come. He's a God who says it's never too late as we saw last week about Abner's life. It's never too late to get your priorities right. It's never too late to make God, Christ your King. It's never too late to serve the Lord. It's never too late to get involved. I'm saying tonight, we ought to recognize tonight, God made us for a purpose. He didn't make us for our own selfishness, even though the Bible tells us that in the latter days, men shall be lovers of their own self he didn't make you to live for our own agenda he made us to serve him and glorify him tonight we need to get out of our mind all the different sector things that have kind of polluted our mind and brainwashed and thinking we're here for ourselves. listen john the baptist said a man could receive nothing except to be given him from god any success anyone in this room has it is a gift from God. Anything failure that you have in your life, that is a gift from God. Asael lived a short life, but he was God made. Asael sacrificed his life, but he was God made. And listen, as all those people stood still and they watched Asael feeling very helpless, they could not help this man who was bleeding out. Perhaps, permeating the thoughts of all those people, and I believe this is true as you get to the very last verse of Scripture in that chapter as they buried him, they probably thought this. Here's what they thought He gave his life serving his king. It may be said of you and I that we gave our lives serving the King. We are God-made people. We are made to serve the Lord. We are made to honor Christ. We are made to lift Him up. We are made, we are saved to honor Him. Listen, we like talking about Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. But for every born-again believer here tonight, verse 10 needs to be attached to us. For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, that ye should walk in them. You see, after you get saved, that's where good works come to. Good works are not a prerequisite for salvation. But good works are a post-requisite of your salvation. They are the evidence and fruit of a believer. Who is walking in tandem with the Lord. Reminded tonight of a man we heard about this week. At spiritual leadership conference. man there has been a Christian hero in my life. Who has gone on to be with the Lord. A man by the name of Jim Elliot. Jim Elliot was a man from very early age. Who had a godly father and mother that influenced him. At a very young age, Jim Elliott received Jesus Christ as Savior. And even as he went to high school, he'd go to his public high school and would carry a little Bible in his hand. And every opportunity he had, he would try to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with people that he knew jim elliot got his heart fixed on going to one of the leading bible colleges of that day it was a great bible college during his time it would have been identified as an independent fundamental baptist type of school like all, like the ones we would recommend to send our students to one that trained men for the ministry and he went to school by at that time that was very prominent in preparing men and women for to serve as missionaries and they were kind of on the cutting edge of preparing people for for ministry and going to the mission field and jim elliot through the course of time he'd been to study and his mind was fixated on going to the country of ecuador and he heard about the Ketua uh, tribes of Indian people and they were, they were an unevangelized group of people that never heard the gospel and he'd study them and he and four other men got together with Nate Saint who was the pilot and they decided they would make a journey an expedition there and they made one survey trip there and they went over there to see, to see those people and they met a native man who they called George they gave his name George and spoke with George and worked with him and they knew they had to work on the language because they needed to learn what that, the language these people spoke and George spoke a little bit of Spanish and they spoke some Spanish and they communicated with each other and literally they know George George really was on their side but he pretended he was and they said well we'd like to get a meeting with the, your chief and the tribes and so forth there and so they had arranged the time they'd come back and little did they know that George did not fairly represent what their meaning and their agenda was all about to this tribe and as, as, uh, as Jim Elliott and Nate Saint those men they arrived they flew into there they got their way there and they left their wives back at another location there as they made their way there the, the tribe that met them were ten warriors that met them and they met their fate at that moment of time each of them were ushered into eternity each of them were killed by those natives there. And some people look at that, they barely had time to get the gospel to them. They barely had time to establish anything there. It was Jim Elliott, years before that happened, who coined a phrase that's very important. He is no fool to give that which he cannot keep to gain that which he cannot lose. And i reminded tonight that Jim Elliot represents a man just like Asahel. He was a man who said, he, he is no fool to give that which he cannot keep to gain that which he could not lose. He was a 24, 25 year old young man. A young man with great ambition great envision about getting the gospel to these people in ecuador and watching as they would go up to thinking in his mind envisioning his mind going up to those mountain areas and training those men as they would get saved and training them to go down and saturate an area of eight hundred thousand people with the gospel of jesus christ he had great visions of what the lord would do yet jim elliott met his fate very early just like Asahel, he ran fast, he ran hard, and he wanted to do the will of God. He was focused on a goal. And for whatever reason, God meant for him that his life would be taken, be taken soon. And yet through his testimony, and yet through his widow who went on to succeed his work, and many other missions following him, they took that motto of Jim Elliot. He is no fool to give that which he cannot keep, to gain that which he cannot lose. They took that motto, and the gospel of Jesus Christ goes on. Maybe tonight some of us need to get the spirit of an Asahel. We need to be steadfastly fearless. And some of us need to just get up and stop being slothful and stuck in our ways and start moving fast for the Lord and realizing the king's business requireth with haste. And we need to go out quickly to get the poor, the maimed, the blind, and the halted into the, into the house of God. And some of us need to get back. Instead of sitting on the sidelines, we need to run the race with patience and go on for God. And some of us need the Holy Spirit of God to work on our spirit where we can be quick to hear and slow to speak. I'm just saying tonight, maybe, maybe tonight... All the God made people tonight. That's all of us. We would decide tonight to get on the same page with God. We're God made for a purpose. We're God made to serve Him. Let's be bold in our praying. Let's be bold in our outreach. Let's be bold in our faith. Let's be bold like this man. Let's have serving families. Let's have serving siblings. Let's have a people of God who are intent on serving Christ and exalting Him. And realize that there are no two kings in our life. There's only one king. And that's the Lord Jesus Christ. Maybe tonight as we close, you are here and you're not 100% sure where you're going to spend eternity. I invite you tonight on this Father's Day to realize God commendeth His love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And to as many as received Him, to them gave He power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on His name. If you're not 100% sure, just like Dino Jr. did this morning and several others, I invite you tonight to come and receive God's Son, Jesus Christ, as your Savior. Don't live a life where, where everybody imagines that you're saved. Get saved tonight. Make this a Father's Day that's unforgettable. Receive Christ. I may encourage tonight, families, would you come tonight and be a serving family? Would you come tonight and re-enlist? Would you come tonight and enlist? Would you come tonight and honor the Lord? Would you be fearless? Would you say, we're going to, the king's business require with haste? Would you say, you know what? It doesn't matter whether I live long or whether I live a short life. I'm going to give, do it all for the glory of God. We'd recognize tonight, we are God made. We are made to serve the Lord. Father, tonight we are so thankful this evening. How we've been so encouraged by the music ministry of the Hamilton family. And we're encouraged tonight by the life, God, of this man. By the name of Asahel. Lord, we need some serving families tonight. We need some folks to enlist this summer and get involved. We need some folks who will be steadfastly fearless. We need some folks God will take a stand for the Lord We need some folks this evening That just would say You know what I'm going to be involved I'm all in Just like Asahel And we'll move quickly We'll run our race with patience And God help us tonight That we would be like this man Who has everyone Who stood around him And stood still They thought about How he gave his life For something that was great Help us remember That serving Jesus Is not a waste of time And living for God Is not a waste of our life And honoring Christ Is not a waste of our life We should honor him With all that we have God take away our reservations Take away our fears Take away our paranoias Lord help us tonight Meet us at our point of need Help those going through trials And difficulties And hardships And going through storms tonight They'd recognize That those three precious words Peace be still Can be theirs Jesus said In the world you shall have tribulation But be of good cheer I have overcome the world And maybe tonight May all of us come And rest this evening Our faith and our concerns Upon the Lord Jesus Christ To say like David did He said I sought the Lord And he heard me And delivered me From all my fears This poor man cried And the Lord heard him And delivered him out of all his troubles Tonight would you help us through that And maybe tonight there's some here this evening Just need to re-enlist in the service of the Lord Help them to have enough boldness and courage to do so tonight And help some tonight They're not sure they're saved They're not 100% sure they're going to heaven Would you quicken their hearts tonight To say yes Lord tonight I want Jesus as my Savior Every head bowed and every eye closed how many would say tonight, Pastor Fong, I know I'm saved. I know the king of my life is Jesus Christ. I know I'm saved. I can remember the day and time I asked Jesus to be my savior, to wash away sins. You'd raise your hand and say, I know I'm saved. I agree with you tonight that I'm saved. You'd raise your hand and say, I know I'm saved tonight. How many would raise your hand and say that with me tonight? God bless you. Many hands good up, But there's some tonight you couldn't raise your hand. We should not trifle with God. We should recognize it's appointed a man once to die. And after this is the judgment. Am I talking to someone tonight who would say, Preacher, I don't think I'm saved. I'm not sure I'm going to heaven, but I want to know, would you pray for me? You'd raise your hand and say, pray for me, Pastor Fong. I'm not sure I'm going to heaven. Would you pray for me tonight? But Wait just a moment. You're not sure, but you want to be sure tonight. How many Christians say tonight, Pastor, God spoke to me about the life of Asahel. I want what Asahel had. I want that kind of loyalty to the king. I want that kind of fearlessness. I want that kind of hastiness he had in doing the work of the Lord. Would you pray for me that I'd be like, my character would be just like Asahel? You'd raise me and say, Pray for me tonight. Help, pray for me that I'd be just like an Asahel. God bless you. Who else tonight? I want to be just like an Asahel tonight. Now, Father, tonight, may the spirit of the living God fall fresh on us at this moment in time. Move us, prompt us this evening through the encouragement of the life of Asel. Invitation is given. May there be serving families tonight, not on our terms, but God's terms. May tonight we recognize that, Lord, you need to have control because it's you that works in us both to will to do of your good pleasure. Help us, Lord, not to be so, in such a way that we are disobedient stubborn, and stubborn and putting off things that we need to put forward for Christ. Would you bless the invitation tonight for your glory, drawing us closer to you. We pray for this now in Jesus' name. As Pastor A.J. leads us in singing tonight, I'm going to ask you to stand with me. And You can come tonight, and some have come already. Would you come tonight and join us at the altar if there's something you need to come to talk to the Lord about tonight? Maybe some dance this evening. You need to get renewed in your faith and strength. You come tonight. Don't hold down on God. I encourage you to come this evening. You need Christ as your Savior. Come tonight. Our altar work will show you how to get saved. You come this evening. You need to come. You come right now. We're here to help you this evening. Mesa helps, serving families seriously fast, steadfastly fearless, even to the point of his life where there is a shocking fatality, when we realize that we're God-made people, made to serve God, made to honor the Lord, made to please Him. Let's please God with our lives tonight. Would you help me tonight? let you? we'll sing another stanza if you need to come tonight come you got a burden or trial you need one of our staff one of our deacons to bread you come tonight we'd love to pray with you help you through then you're going to you come tonight one more stanza you come tonight Father, this evening, thank you for encouraging our hearts all day today on this Father's Day. I pray that, Lord you give every father here in this room another year of blessing with their children. May you give fathers wisdom and discernment in raising their children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. And be mindful of Ephesians 6, 4. And ye fathers, to provoke not your children to wrath, but to raise them up in the nurture and admonition of God. We pray to you this evening, to unite families, strengthen marriages. Help our young people to be on fire for God. Help our young people to have this summer to be the greatest summer they've ever had. May this be a summer and time where great decisions are made for your glory. Bless Ron and Shelly and Adam and Megan, Lord, as they continue on their journeys and travels, that you bless their ministry, encouraging churches and the bodies of Christ that they'll be in. Father, tonight as we have many things scheduled, we pray for your blessing upon all that we say and do. Thank you for these things tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.